The Smart Start Money Podcast. If the subject is about money and life or questioning the so-called experts on the subject, we open the conversations. This is the Smart Start Money Podcast. My name is Eric Glenn. Most markets around the country are seeing outrageous and unrealistic housing prices. According to a bank rate report, the average home price has increased by about 30% in the last decade, as the money people make has only seen a gain of around 11%. The American dream for buying a home is becoming out of reach for a growing number of middle-income families in the country, and it's leaving many people on a fixed income in a serious financial situation that has potential to leave them homeless. Stick around for today's podcast episode as I talk about outrageous and unrealistic housing prices. Owning a home, it is the American dream. Try telling that to millennials. Homes are flying off the market, making the home buying process extremely frustrating for many. New research released today found Tampa Bay saw the ninth worst change in property affordability in the world last year. 30% hike in rents, forcing millions to consider relocating. And looking ahead, rent rates are expected to increase another 10% this year, according to a recent report from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. And monthly rents are also skyrocketing, pricing some people right out of their homes. Apartment sticker shock is happening nationwide. Housing prices have some Coloradans reconsidering whether home requires a house. Rising costs and expiring protections means renters are getting squeezed out. This podcast episode, I wanted to talk about the housing and rent price increases that are being seen around most of the country. Those clips that I played right there, they seem to be the norm when it comes to what is going on with the prices for people to afford a place to live. Because although the news of rising wages and an abundance of available open job positions on the news as well, appears to be promising on the surface. It really isn't when you factor in the rising cost of housing that's outpacing the increase in what people are earning at their place of employment. The cost of this doesn't even factor in the, you know, the price of healthcare and education, which are also outpacing the earnings of most people. Add the recent rate of inflation That hasn't been seen for decades, and this is leaving an increasing number of people with a challenging time affording a place to live. Furthermore, it's leaving any possible homeownership out of reach for a growing number of people. If home prices don't come down, employers do not start to pay even more than they already are, and additional living costs don't slow down there will be some very big problems in the future. And this will be particularly the case for middle America. Playing those news clips at the beginning of the podcast should give you an idea about how fast home prices are actually rising. But just to add to that, taking inflation into consideration, the price of a home, it's gone up 118% since 1965. And this is all while incomes have seen an increase of just 15% during the same time. The median home price estimated in March was about $361,000. U.S. prices for houses, they're expected to continue to grow at a rapid rate this year, even with the Federal Reserve expecting to raise interest rates. This is according to a Reuters poll of analysts that are forecasting a market 
for sellers in the housing market for at least another two years. And I honestly don't see the in the foreseeable future that housing prices are going to be going down. Rapid rising home values can differentiate, certainly, depending on the area of the country a person lives. For example, Zillow estimates Tampa, Florida, where I actually reside near there, it's going to be one of the hottest housing markets in 2022, with an expected home value growth of around 24%, while the national average is forecast for 14.3%. The current record inflation rate of about 8%, it doesn't even come close to how fast home prices are presently going up. The rapid cost of a college education that historically doubles about every nine years at twice the rate of inflation is also not even close to how quick the price of buying a home is becoming. The problem here with the prices, it's not only with the prices to buy a home right now, but it's also how fast the cost to rent is going up. Not only is buying a home becoming out of reach for many people, but the cost just to rent a place to live, it's increasing at a dangerous rate in comparison to what people are earning at their place of employment. A survey by Redfin found that 50 of the largest cities had an average rental rate increase of about 3% in 2020. Now, last year, the report showed an increase of 14%. Cities in Florida, New York, and New Jersey are seeing particularly high increases in rent. With Austin, Texas, they had the biggest one-year gain in rent price increases at 40%. The national average rent price for a place to live right now is $1,877, with areas in Florida reaching on average monthly prices of a little over $2,000. Cities such as New York and San Francisco These shouldn't come as a surprise with average rent prices exceeding over $3,000 a month. Now, if you look at the news channels every night, you can see that the opposing political parties are trying to blame each other for the high housing costs. You know, although those politicians uh, would like to blame the, the cost of high housing on the other political party, the truth is... It isn't just one component that has created the problem. The real responsibility for high housing costs, it can be attributed to several factors. Just like increasing prices for many things, both the supply and demand, they're almost always a factor. For people that live in popular areas that have favorable job prospects and low tax rates, it shouldn't come as a surprise that housing is in demand and there's a shortage People regularly look to live in places where they can financially succeed. A good example of an in-demand housing market right now is, like I mentioned, the state I reside, which is Florida, the rent and home prices are increasing rapidly as people are fleeing northern and western states in favor of lower taxes. Because homes and rent in cities such as New York and Chicago are high in comparison to Florida, the people from these areas moving here can afford housing. And the result is an influx of people to the state that can both afford to buy a home and even often that are willing to pay a premium. And both the supply and demand are they're driving up the prices here. 
a good example here that I can kind of use with people moving from other areas to, to Florida. Let's say, for example, someone in California sells their home for $800,000 and they move into a comparable home in Florida for 400000 And they're happy to do so and even frequently willing to pay a premium because they have the money if they have the equity in the home they're selling in California. I had an interesting conversation with an insurance adjuster that came out to my home probably about a year ago, uh, maybe a little longer, and it was during the height of the pandemic as people are flooding to Florida still. And he told me that most of the houses he's inspecting that, you know, for, for home sales, the buyers were from out west and up north. And quite plainly, he said the same thing. He said, the thing is, these people are moving from these areas where, you know, California, the average home price is probably around a million dollars. They're moving here. They're spending half as much and they're buying either a comparable or even better home. And these people are flooding here and doing this. So it's driving the people out of the market that have been living here for some time trying to afford a home. Because honestly, the wages in Florida, they're not comparable even close to what people are earning in California and places such as New York and Chicago. So that's a part of the, a big part of the problem. And as I think about it, and I've thought about it over time, a lot of these people that are coming from places where the housing markets are extremely expensive, especially during the pandemic, they're moving here and they're holding remote jobs in their home, often making the same money they were in a more expensive housing market. So there's people moving here that have the money to spend. They have the money to pay more for a home. And it's quite honestly driving up the prices for a lot of middle income families in Florida. Another reason that the housing prices are rising, quite honestly, is the regulations in building costs. They play a big role in high housing prices. Because inflation is currently hitting a 40-year high, the costs for materials and labor, they're also high. This results in builders being required to raise their rents and sale prices to offset the increasing expenses to both build and maintain properties. The obstacles they're being required to overcome financially while remaining profitable, profitable they're being passed to home buyers and renters. The high prices for building supplies and finding employees for construction projects is not the only challenge to keeping houses reasonably priced. As more regulations are also continually implemented for builders and contractors at higher prices, this also discourages a growing number of them from wanting to develop more housing. The result of this comes back to the supply and demand. For many areas of the country that are seeing a surge in population, housing is just not being built fast enough to meet demand. Moreover, the current inventory of homes is not adequate for the number of people looking to, to buy one. And I'll tell you here again, because my experience in Florida is they're building these huge apartment complexes near the, near the place I live. They're building them all over the place. When I moved to my house about 15 years ago, I live on a the main road. is It's a two-lane road. And quite honestly, there was hardly much traffic. 
now at the end of the road, there's an apartment complex that has hundreds of units and people are starting to move in. The traffic, it's getting outrageous. It's really becoming a problem in this area. It's not only the shortage of housing, but also the, you know, price gouging. I will tell you, it does exist. Even though there are plenty of reasons currently, you know, for the high housing prices, it it's impossible not to recognize that some landlords and home builders, they're quite honestly, they're, they're just price gouging. These people will charge the amount of money the market's willing to pay regardless of the money people might truly be able to afford. Rent control could, you know, potentially help with surging costs in areas of the country. However, rent control regulations, you need to know, are, they're currently only in five states in the U.S. and the District of Columbia. And this leaves most of America with no way to prevent some builders and landlords from, quite honestly, taking advantage of people looking for a place to live. The real reason for me doing this podcast is I wanted to kind of talk about some of the issues that are going to be seen with the high costs of housing. It's one thing to recognize that housing prices to, to buy one and to rent are just becoming out of reach for so many people. But talking about the long-term problems that's going to cause, it is something that I've really been thinking about. Then the principal problem with the trend of rapid increasing home prices and rent prices are honestly the consequence it's having on middle-class Americans. The American dream of home ownership, it's, I'll tell you, it's disappearing for more people in the country each year. And this is not only an issue of fulfilling the goal of owning a home for many people, but it's also having a long-term financial impact. Home ownership, it's continually always included in the supposed American dream for some time now. The problem with excessive home pricing is it really limits who can afford to purchase a home. Higher costs for things such as medical care and education have already started to phase out many people from an eventual, you know, eventual home purchase, or at the very least, it delays it for a lot of people for some time. Because more young adults, they're, you know, they're carrying higher amounts of student loan debt and medical insurance is covering less with increasing higher deductibles. Homeownership is has already been on the decline for many middle-income families. Most experts would agree that a person shouldn't really spend more than 30% of their income on housing. With the median income level in America, it's now around $60,000 per year before tax. That amount is, you know, 30% of that's $18,000. Divide this by 12 months, and most people should not be spending more than $1,500 a month on rent or a home mortgage. And the problem with this figure is the national average rent I previously mentioned, right now it's at $1,877 a month. So you take the average income people are making, and you look at the average rent right now, which is it's closing in on almost $400 more than most people really can afford per month. And the principal problem with high rent prices is how it relates 
to home ownership with monthly rent already costing more than most people should be spending saving for a down payment to purchase a home it it really becomes much more difficult you add in like i said i could keep saying some of these other costs that you know home buying a home and renting is certainly probably one of the biggest issues but add in all the other costs that are rising with education, and I've even done a podcast one time on the rising automobile prices. Many areas of the country still do not have adequate public transportation, and people are they're needing to buy cars. And cars are becoming so expensive. You know, people are being strapped with high car payments, even on used cars. With a shortage of automobiles right now, it's making things even worse. Now, I know there is some debate when it comes to cars that a lot of people, you know, they buy out of their means and they end up with five, $600 a month car payments. But even a modest used automobile, the, the average payment many people are picking up when they shouldn't have a car payment at all, it's, you know, it's around $300 a month. It's a lot of money for a lot of people, especially a lot of people in middle America. Another concern with excessive housing prices should be homelessness. If the cost to buy or rent a place to live outpaces the money most people earn, this creates a difficulty for people to find a place to live. The relationship with major living costs rising rapidly makes it even more challenging for people to afford housing. The high costs for education and medical, medical care in combination with paying for housing make making ends meet even more demanding. Working people can try to keep up with the rising prices, but those on fixed incomes will have an even harder time. And the result will be outpricing people from having the ability to afford a place to live. Outpricing people for affordable housing is already common in states such as California and New York. Not all homeless people are, you know, I commonly hear, you know, they have problems, they're drug addicts, or they're, you know, all the homeless people are mentally ill. There are people that simply cannot find adequate employment to cover the expenses for housing. This is the truth. It's a reality. A simple fix would be to just move to a less expensive area of the country for people that are living in, in a place like California. Yet you need to realize some people, they don't even have the financial stability to successfully relocate to a less expensive area. One of the things I, I don't see too many people talking about is probably one of the biggest long-term problems with the high prices of, of buying a home. Homeownership, you know, it's always had a strong correlation to financial security and wealth. With more of middle America not being able to afford to purchase a home at some point, quite honestly, this will extend the gap between the rich, the poor, and middle-income families. The income gap in general, it's already begun to, to widen between classes. However, limiting the ability for home ownership, it's, it's really only going to accelerate the issue. And I, I have a previous podcast on that gap that's widening between the monetary classes and particularly how the pandemic kind of 
got that in motion. You know, because high home purchases and rent prices exist, middle income families, quite honestly, with no generational wealth, will have a hard time putting the money down to buy a home. Families that can pass home equity to future generations for new homes and high down payments, they're real, realistically here going, they're going to be the only people that are able to buy their own house. And this is basically going to keep more of middle America from being able to acquire a home of their own. I honestly think one of the problems in America right now is it's not only a division among you know, political beliefs, which the country's half and half, but there, there's a growing monetary class division. That, I, in my opinion here, is going to create an even bigger problem than the division among politics. Because people need money to survive. They need a decent job to survive. They need a decent place to, to live, to survive, and enjoy life. With a growing number of people that quite honestly, the majority of the population is, and they can't afford a place to live, it's going to create some real problems. I think that's part of the problem that's going on right now. You go out anywhere, it seems like, and I, I've commented on this before, how people, a lot of people seem to be so angry. And part of that has to do with the environment of the, you know politics, but also I believe it has to do with the money people are making. Because honestly, when people can't enjoy life a little bit, it becomes very hard to be happy. And I see that as time goes on, that, that people are just becoming angry. You know, I watched one uh, news clip on th this girl. She was working, you know, 70 hours a week, barely being able to afford her rent. Now, I know some of the people listening also, they're going to say, well, why, do, why don't some of these people, you know, why doesn't more of middle America start, you know, getting more education, more training to make more money? And the truth of the matter here is there's only so many jobs that pay higher dollar amounts. Everybody can't make a ton of money. It doesn't, and it doesn't matter if you have a bachelor's degree, a master's degree, there's only so many jobs available for that. And I think the real problem has to do with, you know, the way that corporate America has kind of sold out for the lowest price and, you know, they've shifted all the labor to either, you know, robots and computers making things or they've shifted the lab labor somewhere cheaper in favor of producing higher profits for their shareholders. So you look at how things are going in the job market in the corporate world in combination with the housing prices, and it's really going to create that larger division among monetary classes. You know, I find it interesting. I was watching the news this morning, and they played a clip of, you know, because the big thing right now is Elon Musk has, has purchased Twitter. They, they played a clip of him basically saying that it's going to be necessary for there to be a universal basic income in the future, because jobs, they're basically being eliminated. A universal basic income, I mean, we're basically on our way to the government having to take care of people. 
I don't know about you, but that's not something that I want because the government does a terrible job right now of taking care of people. So if there's got to be some sort of universal basic income because there, you know, there's no jobs or most of the jobs for middle America are low paying and basically the government has to take care of people, that's, that's a disaster, an absolute disaster for the country. Do you really want people in Washington looking after most of middle America when in reality their interests, their self-interests, they've never looked out for people in this country. There's always some type of self-interest. And as time has gone on, that self-interest in Washington has only gotten worse. But the bottom line here with the rising and outrageous home prices is middle-class America is already stretched thin financially from years of rising education and healthcare costs. Surging home and rent prices combined with the record high inflation the country is experiencing, it's going to divide the country even farther than it already is on both a monetary and political basis. The question most of middle America should be asking is, will home prices and the cost of rent level out in comparison to the income most people are able to earn? Housing and rent costs, you know, they're just part of the problem. Yes, these costs are rising at a rapid rate. However, a big problem is the wages. It's the wages most people earn. They're not keeping pace with the escalating costs to live. I mean, just think about that one statistic that I kind of gave out at the beginning of the podcast that, you know, home prices, they've gone up 118% since 1965, even taking inflation into consideration. And this is all at the same time, while most incomes in the country have only seen a 15% increase. I mean, that's a huge problem. Home purchase prices and rent costs do need to be brought under control, but without additional changes in basically the corporate world and the workplace overall, along with values, much of America, you know, has basically learned to live with. Nothing is going to change. Moreover, changes need to be made in Washington for improving middle America and not just changes for the interests of the people in office. Without a transformation in family values, people, and politics, there is little chance the middle class will be getting ahead and securing any financial security for the future. Thanks for listening to the Smart Start Money podcast. If you like the podcast, please subscribe. You can also visit the website at smartstartmoney.com for articles on life and money. Let me know your thoughts on the high prices to rent and buy a home. You can send any comments or questions directly to me at eric at smartstartmoney.com. The next podcast, I'm going to be talking about the lies that corporate America tells. With the great resignation and people truly looking for a balance in work and life, more people are starting to see the common lies employers like to tell. Join me in the next podcast episode as I talk about some of the biggest lies employers tell.